Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Hey, this is John Fuller with Greg Smalley, and I love living in Colorado. Greg, I think you do too. There is a wildfire season, however, in which a small spark, somebody doesn't douse their campfire properly, it catches flame somewhere else, it burns a whole forest down, and even homes and lives are threatened. It's a big, big deal. Um, there are fires in marriages that are started by just a little spark, and they can bring the marriage down. Now, Greg, you speak at marriage conferences uh, across the country. You've been doing that for years. Um, pornography is like a little spark that sometimes can tear a marriage down. How often do you encounter that as you're out speaking or, or counseling with people? Oh, all the time. I mean, John, this is a a huge, big problem in so many marriages. I mean, I've heard that almost 70% of Christian men between 25 and 30% of Christian women are struggling with some sort of pornography, sexual addiction. So this is widespread and I like your analogy. I mean, this uh, it's just that little spark can become such a huge fire, such a huge issue that's not only impacting you as an individual, but wreaking havoc within your relationships. Well, and it affects families at large. The good news is there is hope, and we're going to hear now from one couple. Uh, Nick Stumbo struggled for well over a decade with a pornography addiction, and he and his wife, Michelle, now have a ministry called Pure Desire Ministries. They share their story now with Jim Daly. Michelle, I want to get you in here. I know you've been sitting (laughs) patiently there listening to this, but um, you guys met. Um, you have this background, Nick, that you've been struggling probably for a few years with this. What age did you meet and start dating? We met in college. Right. Um, yeah, as a sophomore, so... she was a freshman. Okay. So you'd been battling this for a while, though, right, mm-hmm. as a teenage boy, et cetera. So you met and dated for how long before you got married? Almost a full three years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She probably knows so, the dates better So did than that I do. come up during that time? Did you have an idea, Michelle, that there was a problem or <laughs> no. um, not really? Well, not till there was a speaker that came through the college and um, talked about, you know, before you get married, you should like air your dirty laundry, so to speak. Be open with each other. Yeah, about your past. And then if they, you know, can accept it and move with you, then you're meant to be together. And if yeah. not... So how did that <laughs> evening's conversation so go? I mean, both, that's pretty bold. Yeah, we'd heard that yeah. at a chapel service. And so um, then Nick invited me out on a coffee date, and I thought we were going for coffee. And what happened? <laughs> and we never got out of the car. <laughs> Is that right? I mean, it just the conversation got he, going. Yep. He just, so you took like, that literally, you and Nick, you began to share about your struggle. Yeah. Well, and it really represented what my Christian upbringing had taught me was the path to freedom, that confess your sins one to another, and you will be healed. And so I had taken that approach with my high school youth pastor and summer camp counselor and college dorm floor assistant. And so to be honest with my wife, just felt like, well, maybe this is one more piece of confession that will kind of open that door, let the light in, and I'll be free. And that, so that was really my motive was not not to hurt her, just unload on her, but like, man, if, if I can be open and honest with her even before we're married, I, I think I can be free of it. So uh, since I'd already had that pattern of confession in my life, it was like, well, she needs to know. And I tried to in, you know, just kind of a general uh, overview, explain what I'd battled with and um, where it was coming from and um, wanted her to, to know. 
I, I think that's admirable, but it puts you off balance, Michelle, I'm sure. I mean, Very much you think so. you're going out for coffee with your boyfriend that maybe someday, maybe well, this actually, is we were the... engaged at the okay, time. Okay, you're engaged. Yeah. I mean, that's so even more so. Years so, I mean, how did that hit you? I mean, it had to be destabilizing. Very, yeah. I was... Um... I think I when I tell women, I'm like, I feel like I got, was getting punched, like where you, all the air is kind of like knocked out of you right. when you can't really breathe. I think you said, I, I feel like I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Yeah. yeah. You just don't know what to do with that information because I was so shocked because he led us in Bible study. He led us in prayer. He was, you know, <laughs> the godly man I'd saved myself for. And I was just really shocked. Yeah. Like he could struggle with this. But, but obviously it's interesting to me. You didn't say goodbye. No, because I was like, well, I had been told in church also all men struggle with this. And so it was probably because he wasn't married, you know. So all men probably struggle before they're married. We're going to get married and then, then that it'll prob- fix that the problem. problem. It'll go away. Yeah. Be I'll be enough and it'll yeah. go away. Yeah. I mean, that. that's what I was telling myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's completely natural. And it also shows your commitment to Nick. I mean, that's an interesting perspective. But how did you work through? I mean, you obviously said I do. Mm-hmm. And these things were continuing, or were you now hiding them, Nick? What what was taking place? Yeah, you know, I, looking back at that night, one of the things that she said, she just asked, well, why can't you promise me you won't do those things anymore? And I remember saying to her, you know, this beautiful young woman that I wanted to give my life to, I said, I feel like I've made promises like that to myself and others, and I end up breaking them sooner or later. So I, I want to promise you that, and I'll do my very best, but... I, I don't think I can. And what, what scares me, looking back as a 21-year-old, I was using the language of addiction, recognizing there's a problem in my life. I don't want it. You don't want it. But I'm acknowledging I'm not sure I can stop it. And it didn't even occur to me at the time that that should be a red flag, like, hello, this is a significant issue. And so we do. We enter into marriage. And for a time, you know, that experience um, kind of puts at bay other struggles. But somewhere within the first six months, there was a relapse into to viewing pornography when I was away at work and um, just that guilt and shame of how can I be doing this? I have a wonderful wife. Our life of sexual intimacy is great, and yet I'm still reaching out to this. And so it, it really showed that there was much more going on than just sex or having some physical need met. It, it was connected to other things, but at that time I was completely blind to it. And so somewhere around that time, you know, had another one of those honest conversations like here we go I need to confess again because like I said I felt if I just would confess enough sooner or later it would go away it would be exposed enough that it would be better and um, that wasn't really the experience so Greg when Nick and Michelle were engaged he confessed that he had struggled with pornography for like 10 years if someone is currently in that kind of a circumstance and they're engaged what what should they do? How do they tell their potential spouse? Yeah, and I love Nick's courage. The fact that he brought that up before they got married really then allowed them to begin dealing with that healing, figuring out what was going on, what do we do about this, instead of waiting until you're married. Because in, in all fairness, pornography may be a deal breaker hmm. for, for your fiancé. I encourage you know, dating couples that you, you've got to figure out what are, what are the deal breakers? You know, one deal breaker that God lays out is that as a believer, as a Christ follower, we need to marry another Christ follower. Um, there, there could be others, and this might be one. I'm not saying it has to be, 
I mean, we've so many people have dealt with this and recovered yeah. and, and like the stumbos have a great marriage. So I'm not saying it needs to be, but if you don't share that with your fiance, in a lot of ways you're manipulating the situation. Basically what you're saying is that I'm so afraid that this person may leave me. Mm-hmm. If I really am honest and share my struggles, what will they do with that? Yeah. And that's and that's never the right motivation to not share something in versus let, let's get this out. Now, I would encourage that that before you actually have this conversation, one, have you confessed this to Christ? Is this already out? Have you shared this with some of your Christian brothers or sisters, again, same sex? And, and are you then getting help in dealing with whatever was at the core and in depth for you, what was driving the pornography addiction? Because once you have that talk, your fiance is going to want to know, okay, so, you know, what are you doing about it? And if, and if you're like, well, I don't, I don't know. It's so deal with this stuff. And, and as you then have that conversation with your fiance, um, let them know then um, let's go to counseling. That that should be an absolute must, a total requirement yeah. so that, that, that your fiancé can express fear and hurt and how they're grieving through that news. And maybe they have other questions that, that they need to ask that's safer than with a good Christian counselor. Mm-hmm. And so it, I, I think at the end of the day... Um, this is an important conversation that needs to come out before you walk down the aisle yeah. because you both need time to heal and adjust to that. And again, it's never your right to decide what this person, your future spouse should know or, or not know. Mm-hmm. And, and the good news is that there's, there's so much help available in, and this is an issue that, that can absolutely not only be worked through and healed, but that future marriage can can be so much stronger yeah. because you guys were courageous enough to to work through this on the front end. Well, I appreciate that wisdom, and um, you know we've said it before, but focus on the family is here for you, especially if you're struggling with pornography. Uh, but whatever your issues are, we have a team of caring Christian counselors who are on the phone often with folks just like you. Um, they're extending God's grace, his comfort, uh, his wisdom. They're not judgmental. They may say some hard things, but uh, they do want to help you get free and get on a journey to healing. Uh, here's the number to call if you'd like to set up a free consultation for uh, a phone discussion with one of our counselors. 800, the letter A, and the word family. And we also have details in the show notes. And if you're struggling, uh, maybe it's not an, an addiction per se, but maybe you just, uh, you know, feed that appetite inappropriately from time to time. Get Nick Stumbo's book, Setting Us Free. It really is a great transparent look at pornography and how it can be damaging to you and how you can overcome it. Um, both the book and other resources are available to you. We'll make some links happen in the show notes. And Greg, we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, a podcast that you've devoted to this very topic. Yeah, Aaron and I have dealt with this issue, pornography in our own marriage. And so the podcast series is really 
to share our story, other stories of hope and, and healing, and just to give some really, really practical information. Okay, now what do we do? If there's a pornography addiction, how do we have those conversations? What do we do? What does healing look like? The right type of counseling. So it's really designed to to answer some of those questions that you're wondering, like how are we going to make it? Mm-hmm. And, and then to provide some really good help as you begin this journey of really restoring your marriage. And that's called the No Porn Marriage. Look for that on our page and subscribe and tell others about it as well. Well, next time we're going to hear about forgiveness and what a difference it made in the lives of Al and Lisa Robertson from the Duck Dynasty Group. Uh, For now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.